0: Thanks for tuning in to Barbershop Sports Talk.
1: My feet. When I go step to the mic, I cannot name my opposition. I can say that I like, and if you step in my position, you would say that I'm right. I'm like Tyson in the booth, but I don't talk with a list. I see you trying to run your mouth. You look like Stephen A. Smith. I thank God the odds against me, but I'm coming out strong. I survived a heat check, but now I'm back like LeBron. Oh. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Barbershop Sports Talk, episode 73. Wherever you are, wherever you may be listening, I want to thank you for making me and this show part of your day, whether it be via SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this podcast. Host Daryl D. Lane, A a lot of stuff, February, Valentine's Day i uh, going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to have a couple of friends on. Towards the end of the show, it's going to kind of be a little bit of a throwaway. We're not going to talk about sports, uh, but we're just going to talk a little bit about life. So we're going to have that with Randon, Amy, and Kyle. That's going to be towards the end. We're also going to have my brother, Scotty Johnson. And since it is February, and it is Black History Month, Scotty's going to give us his Black History athlete. So I can't wait for that. That's always going to be interesting. But other than that, I'm going to talk to Scotty about a lot of NBA topics. NBA All-Star Weekend this week. Always love it. What am I my favorite all-star? We can love it better than Major League Baseballs, love it better than the NHLs, and I love it better than the NFLs. It's the best out of all of them, not even close. But here's where we're gonna start. So my name's Daryl. This is my other brother Daryl. And that over there, that's my cousin Daryl. So I'm about to tell you what's going on in the world of sports, according to me. Daryl. Daryl Lane. You got it, okay? Thank you, Daryl. And here's what's going on. Cleveland Brown signed. Running back, Kareem Hunt to a one-year, one-million-dollar contract. But here's the issue. We know what the NFL needs to do? They need a stronger stance on domestic violence. Kareem Hunt should not be playing. Here, let me explain what would Daryl's policy be. This is the NFL, right? It's not just a game. It's a TV show. The NFL is political. It's a business. It's all about money, moolah. Domestic violence is bad. No kidding, but you know what else it does? It hurts the NFL's integrity. It hurts their image. It hurts how they're perceived. Here's what the NFL needs to do for any player with a video of domestic violence, conviction of domestic violence, or even an allegation of domestic violence. You're done for the year on the spot. Done. See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. No pay. Suspended for the whole calendar year. And after that, we can discuss whether we want you back in the NFL. After that, we discuss what your real punishment is. How many games you'll be suspended after that. The The year penalty is just off of principle. After that, then the NFL can decide, do we want this individual in our league? Do we want do, how many, do we want 8 games, 4 games, 10 games? Do we want to spend it for a whole another season? Then that's when the NFL can decide their other punishment so we can be back playing in the league. Is it harsh? Yes. But it doesn't matter. The NFL is a business. Domestic violence is bad for business. It hurts business. The imagery is bad for business. The NFL is a bottom line league. It's a bottom line industry. Yes, I said it. You get to spend it for a year off of principle. Then after that, the individual can decide whether you want to back in the league. Yes, that's harsh. Yes, that might not be fair. But guess what? Life isn't fair. Now, Daryl, you said if there's an allegation, even an allegation, hell yeah if there's an allegation. Because the imagery isn't good. And you want to know what? Example, Reuben Foster, if you're stupid enough to keep getting yourself in the same situation with a woman where she keeps claiming you did domestic violence, then you're doing something wrong. And in the words of Stephen A. Smith, get the hell out of here and take a break for stupidity. Take a break for stupidity. If you can't cut it off, maybe you need a break, bro. Maybe you need a break. We don't want the Ruben Foster situations. Yes, the legal system can make a mistake. Yes, the investigations can make a mistake. And here's my proposal. If the NFL does make a mistake, if it is found that you are innocent, you get you're immediately reinstated, you are immediately reinstated, and here is what the NFL will do: monetary incentive, an incentive, monetary incentive. Here's what the NFL does: you get your whole contract becomes guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. It doesn't matter what point you are in at your contract. Let's use this as an example. If you if you're making 10 million a year. And you're on the last part of that deal, and you're only getting like 1.5 million of it because the rest of the deal is over. If the re- if the four, first 4 million wasn't guaranteed, you're going to get that. You get the whole contract guaranteed. And not only that, the NF not only that does the organization have to do that, oh, the NFL, the NFL also has to double the salary. So let me give you an example Player A makes 10 million a year, 5 million of it is guaranteed for five years. The player gets to spend it for a year. It turns out the procedures were wrong. The player was falsely accused. The NFL made a mistake. You want to know what? My bad. You're going to get $20 million, all of it guaranteed, and if you want to, you can have an extra one-year option onto your contract. That sounds like a pretty good deal, but you want to know what? why still? you still have to get to spend it? It's the optics. It's the imagery. It's not good. It doesn't look good. It is bad for business. Listen, there are things that will kill the NFL. There are a couple things on the list. Number one, head injuries. Number two, kneeling the, the kneeling controversy in the national anthem. And number three, domestic violence. Those are the three things. If anything ever takes down the NFL, those are the three things that will take down the NFL. Eliminate one of them. Eliminate one of them. Eliminate it. Get rid of it. That's my proposal. Hope the NFL is listening. Roger Goodell, all the NFL owners, maybe you take some advice. Get yourself out of a lot of sticky situations. Now, here's what I want to talk about. Luke Walton, right? Los Angeles Lakers head coach Luke Walton. Reportedly, Lakers rumors Luke Walton will definitely finish the season as the Lakers coach despite recent slup. This is per report by the LA Times. Now, here's what I want to talk about, I want to talk about respect and team dynamics. uh. And why this has all been going south for the Lakers, they lost 42 points against the Indiana Pacers They had a 113-117 loss to the lowly Atlanta Falcons, a very bad basketball team, you know, I've been joking The only thing good in Atlanta is the Migos and the Super Bowl, that was the only thing, and the parties and the nightclubs Those the only things good in Atlanta, besides that, the basketball has not been very good in Atlanta Sorry Uncle David, the basketball hasn't been good in Atlanta, the football's been okay, the basketball hasn't been that great in Atlanta Has not been that great you want to know what, what's going on because like, there's been reports, too, that Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka want to fire Luke Walton. And here's what it comes down to. I'm going to use an analogy. Let's say we're in a classroom, right, and uh, there's a teacher. The teacher's Luke Walton. Uh, young teacher, just got out of college. Let's say, let's say he's in college right now. Let's say, for some reason, 20 years old, teaching a, teaching a high school class. Pretty young, teaching a bunch of seniors. Guess who the smartest kid in the class is? LeBron James. He's 18. He's going to Yale in for engineering, right? Super smart guy. Actually, he's smarter than the teacher, Luke Walton. That could be a bit of an issue, similar in age. And as a matter of fact, they were in high school together at one point in time. Luke Walton's 20. LeBron is 18. When Luke Walton was a junior, LeBron was a freshman. And LeBron was in Luke's advanced calc class. And LeBron would help Luke with the homework. Yeah, that's a twist. Then we have the school bullies, the knuckleheads, the kids that always get in trouble. Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, Michael Beasley, the problem children, the one that always gets sent to the principal's office. Now, they don't respect Luke because they're around the same age as LeBron, 18. And they're looking at Luke like, we don't have to listen to you. You're kind of a dip, you're dipsy, a fuddy-duddy. Then we have the younger kids in the class, right? The younger kids in the scene. Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma. You know what they're saying? We're all relative peers. Why not listen to LeBron instead of you? So you see, we have a very combative situation now. And then the principal and the assistant principal, Magic Johnson, and Rob Palenka... Both give Luke Walton, the teacher, no vote of confidence. And the superintendent, Jeannie Buss, is the only one saying, hey, hey, I like Luke, I like Luke. But Jeannie Buss is the superintendent and never around because the superintendent handles the elementary schools, the middle school, and the high school. You see, now we're in a situation where there's a lack of respect for a teacher. And if any of you have ever been in a class, when no kid in the class respects the teacher... It's hard to get stuff done, especially in high school. Especially in high school. Kids start coming to class late, not doing their homework, talking in class, leaving class, talking back to the teacher, trying to be the class clown, trying to make jokes, trying everything they can to undermine the teacher's authority. And now Luke Walton is in a dangerous position. The best player on his team is LeBron James, who was around his age, who was way better at basketball than Luke Walton could have ever dreamed of. And LeBron thinks he's smarter and believes he's smarter and knows he's smarter. And Luke knows it too. <laughs> Not only that, the young players now, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, they're looking at the whole situation. Why well, respect Luke? We're the, we idolize LeBron. We want to be like LeBron. We care what LeBron thinks of us more than Luke Walton. Hey, when LeBron went to get AAD, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzman, Brandon Ingram, they were on the trade block. Josh, Josh Hart, they were all on the trade block. They were all going to get traded. Luke Walton's mad. Lonzo's like, I don't give a damn. You ain't going to do nothing. You can't trade me. We make LeBron mad. LeBron can trade me. Then we got the problem children. Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee. Don't like the way Luke's talking to us. Don't like the way. But who are you? What have you done in the league? Lance is like, I've been a better player than you ever were. JaVale McGee is like, I've been a better player than you ever were. We only know you, Luke Walton, because you rode the bench on the 2009 and 2010 Lakers championship teams led by Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol. That is the only reason, Luke Walton, why we know who you are and your dad was the great Bill Walton, a basketball Hall of Famer. See, we have now hit a boiling point. Lack of respect. Nothing gets done. It is going downhill. Luke Walton, I said you'd be fired by Christmas. I was wrong. You will last the season in all likelihood. You might start the beginning of the season. You might last till the middle of the offseason this summer, but you will not. By the end of the postseason of next year, 2020, Luke Walton, you will not be the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. That doesn't mean you can't be successful. That doesn't mean I'm not rooting for you. But you will not be the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. There is no way. It can't happen. That road is past. That dream is forever gone It's forgotten. Zilch. Nada. No comprende. Okay, coming next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. I'm going to have Scotty. Scotty Johnson on the show. Coming up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have my brother with us, Scotty. Scotty from the City Johnson. How you doing, Scotty?
2: Good. good. Well, I'm doing good
1: too, bro. How you doing? I am hanging in there. Now Scotty, we have to talk about this NBA All Star Weekend is happening. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We got uh we got the celebrity game, we got dunk contest, two point shooting contest, skills challenge, all star the All Star game. We got the parts, we got everything that all star weekend is. What is your favorite part about NBA All Star Weekend for you, Scotty? Probably the you the the rookie and sophomore game that
2: goes on after to the celebrity game and then um the actual All Star game itself. I used to be a fan of like the three point shootout, the dunk contest, but like over the years, they haven't like. It's only been a few dunk contests where it's been like lit, and then there's only been a few three point contests where like it wasn't one sided. So yeah, it's been like the rookie and sophomore game and the All Star games because that's when you see like you know you see the dunks and the passes and you just see like the good talent showcase their skills, so. especially the.
1: Now, now, Scotty, for me, I want to know what is your least favorite part about All Star Weekend. If there's anything that's your least favorite part, what would that be? Probably the celebrity game. I don't really watch it that much. (laughs) You
3: don't want to see Kevin Hart
1: balling on him? Nah, like nah. I can't watch. I can't watch it like that. I can't take it. I don't know.
2: Ain't like that. I guess I don't like it. It's just like it's just.
1: Like, don't so it doesn't, it's not something I'm looking off of my Like, I won't wait for him, if I was to miss
2: it, you know, because I, I miss that game a lot, so, oh, so. Scotty, I don't know. Scotty, I think you're trying to say, Scotty, you don't like watching fake hoopers. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's just like, this is not my. I don't know.
1: Not, it's not your cup of tea now now Scotty. for me if there was one thing I could change about All-Star Weekend and this would replace the dunk contest three point shooting contest even skills challenge on Saturday night we have all those little events I would say have one on one competition have a bracket or even a three on three tournament <laughs> uh, to me would that not be entertaining yeah
2: that, I, that was, I definitely want some one on one or two on
1: two or even if it's three on three they have that and they could have a pool of players
2: but wait, can they do it Yeah, they can do it because there's
1: 24 players, right? Yeah. Yeah, they can do it. That'd be dope, too. I would, I would definitely watch that. I definitely that. What one-on-one matchup would you most like to see in the NBA? If you could see any. Right now, I would love to see... I'd um, versus uh, Anthony Davis. Who do you think would win? You think it'd be close? Yeah, it'd be definitely close. I had a debate a
2: lot with um one of my best friends. I used to go to high school with. He thinks that Giannis is better, but I always argue AD. So yeah, I'd love to see them put that one on. But they play they play the same position. They play like the same. Stuff. Well, they don't play the same, but like they play the same position. But it, they could
1: they could play one to five. if They wanted to. They could defend one to five. It's crazy. Now, Scotty, a lot has been made about Team LeBron. I mean, there's Anthony Davis, there's uh, Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, basically everybody that's ever been mentioned to possibly trade it to the Los Angeles Lakers or signed by the Los Angeles Lakers. Is LeBron recruiting during All Star Weekend? Uh, yeah. He he said in the interview, Rachel
2: Nichols? He's always recruiting. ain't <laughs> nothing uh, new. Uh, It just happened to go like that. That's what I I like to tell people. It happened to go like that. But no, I mean, I would definitely, come on, man, that's LeBron. Like I said in the interview, he said he he, he does it a lot. So, and knowing like LeBron and knowing just people in general, it's probably a lot of stuff that they do that they know they're not supposed to do. That's just people in general. Like, people do stuff that they know they're not supposed to do. They still do it. So, like, I think LeBron is the, the same thing. Even though it's all star it's weekend, too, so it's going to make it easier. So it ain't like he he can't get, you know, he can't, even if
1: they do get caught, he can't really get, I don't think he can get in trouble for it because it's all star weekend. Like, they're going to be of fun. So, now, Scott, done, too. now, now Scotty, out of every player on Team LeBron, which one is most likely to join him next year and wear Lakers purple and gold?
2: Next year? Well, it it depends, cause I don't think Kawhi is going there. I don't think Blake Thompson is going there. I had to had to pick. I say it had to be either between Anthony Davis or Kyrie Irving. I would say AD, but with all the trading, you know, all the trade um, rumors and all that, would that happen to kind of like mess things up? Cause. Anything at that point, but if I had to choose one, yeah, i will go, go with Kyrie. i will go with Kyrie. He's a unrestricted free agent. He can sign. He doesn't have to sign with us, and he's still under contract. If anywhere, anybody did have to go, he'd have to get traded. And I don't think they'll trade with Atlanta. I think they'll trade with somebody else before they get
1: traded, so I have to go with Kyrie. Now, when we talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, their last game was pretty atrocious, I might add. They lost to the Atlanta Hawks. And, you know, the only thing that's been going on in Atlanta recently is the Migos and the Super Bowl. So, not a lot of good stuff's been going on in Atlanta, right? Uh, how bad of a loss was this for the Los Angeles Lakers, Scotty? I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I
2: feel like the only reason why it was bad, because it's, like, the Lakers and it's LeBron, and it was the Hawks. But, as far as, like, you know, good teams was the bad teams all the time. So, well, I ain't going to say good teams was bad the teams all the With better records or like better talented teams, they lose to teams with you know who's the opposite, who's like has less than that. So it happens all the time. I mean, Golden State, when they went 73 and 9, they lost to the Lakers, who had one of the worst records in the league that year. So it happens. I think like I'm, I'm kind of on the edge because I I, I want to say because I said earlier before um he thought it they not make it to the playoffs. I I couldn't give a see, but I just knew that they I I was pretty confident with with the fact that I thought they were going to the playoffs before the season started. So you know I'm standing on that. But a lot of people I've been seeing like a lot of people have been running them off. But I'm I'm not yet. I mean the loss was like they should say was the back to Atlanta, but it ain't like they got blew out. The Indiana loss. I just came back too, so and they still miss Alonzo, so they just battle on the inju- injuries and a lot of um, I like to call the uh, in the office you know drama. So I feel like once the second second half of the season comes, they get it together. They're a lot down. They're locked in. I mean, it'd be like a good
1: AC seven seed. Well, be higher than that. so Scotty, they get the AC they're gonna get swept. Scotty, they, they they lost the uh, the Indiana without Victor Aladipo by forty two points. Golden State would smack them. That okay. So, so Scotty, there is no chance LeBron led team will miss the playoffs. If LeBron's team misses the playoffs, can we start considering somebody else the best player in the world?
2: I mean the the, the band and the media probably, you know, they'll probably bring that up, but no, I don't think so. And the five is Sabron is Sabron. I I can't I can't combat against him, I just can't even if I even even if like they don't make it he'd still be he'd still be regarded as the best player. I feel like next
1: season, they you can you can make Dark argument. Now Scotty, I believe that after All-Star break, we are going to see playoff mode LeBron, what James Harden is doing right now, putting him 30 after 30 after 30. I think we're going to see that LeBron. I think what we're going to see is LeBron is going to be like, okay, Lonzo, you do this. Ingram, you do this. Kuzma, you do this. Rondo, you do this. Don't bet. Talk me, Rondo. Luke, shut up and let me handle my business. We get into the playoffs. Do you think LeBron just going to start taking over this whole thing? Like, I'm not allowing y'all to make me miss the playoffs. Y'all listening to me now. Just follow my lead. You think that's what's going to start happening?
2: He's gonna lock like in and try his best to get, you know, everybody else like that, get everybody on the same page so they can run right in the day everybody got the same goal, they just they wanna win, they wanna win the championship and they understand why Ron in there. So I feel like everybody is yeah, fall back behind him. And follow his Ron got that type of you know, got
1: that type of personality, got that persona Either on the court and off the court. I don't think he's gonna like just run everything, just run the whole day, you know. I do think that he's going to get everybody. He's going motivate everybody to get locked in on the same page together. Now, Scotty, there have been more reports about Luke Walton. Reportedly, Luke Walton will be safe for the rest of the year. But there's been a lot of heat on Luke. Luke is not going to be the guy for this team in the future, right? Yeah, I, yeah,
2: it's looking like that. that ain't, but hey, but hey, little one though. It's just, it just it happens when it comes to. This just the thing that comes with you got to coach the best player in the world. It's just comes territory, you know. Ain't his fault. A lot of it ain't his fault. Some of it is his
1: fault, but I don't like how they put, like, the game, on the on the plane, on the him. but gotta have a scapegoat. Now, Scotty, I was watching Boston Celtics, Philadelphia 76ers, and, you know, my biggest takeaway from my from that game it's a couple things. If the Philadelphia, it does not matter, Philadelphia will always lose to Boston. Do you agree with me on that? I don't think they'll always lose.
2: You know, I, I do think there come a couple like, I, I go by saying that, that last letter, so I just think that right now, because he just can't beat him right
1: now. I do think there are a couple times when he'll switch. And, Sc- and Scotty, here's my problem. Al Horford beat Joel Embiid in their head-to-head matchup. That's
2: because he's a fit. You know, and Al Horford is an all-star, a pretty
1: all-star. No, like, Joel Embiid has, has nothing for Al, Hor- Al Horford. Al Horford wins that matchup, so that's a problem. Not to mention the fact that Ben Simmons no jump shooting. Uh, I, I love the brother, but but he can't shoot a lick. And then Boston, like the game, though. he he does. It just I, I think that's a bad matchup. But but here's where I want to go now. Boston won that game without Kyrie. Are the Celtics better without Kyrie Irving on their roster? Oh,
2: I that I know you, you was going there with that one. Um, they, I wouldn't like this. Yeah, they probably take their team without him. But will they win a championship without him? No. 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 You need Kyrie. You need that you need that that killer mentality on there. I mean on that on that floor. And like he he's the best to me he's the best player on the team man. nah, there's no F or but and Danny Ainge knows
1: it
2: too. Like Need that type of player. You need a superstar to win a championship. You need at least one. So, are they better? I feel like they play better team ball and they move the ball more when he's not there because he's not as ball dominant. And like when he got injured last year, you know, that's the time to force them. They didn't have like a go to guy or like somebody to run through this system. So they them together to play more team ball. But as you can see, without him, they didn't go to the finals. A lot of people argue that if Kyrie would have played in that series against the guys, they probably would have won. So, because they started
1: off the series too over without him. Now, now, Scotty, for those for those people who do not know, please explain to the people out here at large how clutch is Kyrie Irving? Oh, man, especially after, oh, <laughs> after this year, I've been watching. He's probably the, the clutchest in the league right now. And it's not even close. Definitely. 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 Tyrese a guy that
2: can take over. He he basically like Tom Brady in a way. Just younger. Always play better in the clutch moments. He lives up to the to the hype. And he, he rides to the cage and every they trip. Every game. Every game that I saw they I and it went down to the wire against bad teams and good teams, even, he then stepped it up stepped it up in the Christmas game against Philly. He won a bad game at the and then he dropped 40. And then he, he did the same thing in the OKC game. They got the, the, uh, the game-winning deflection. i the on defense. So, a lot of people like to say he don't play defense. The game, he's just, he just picks and chooses most wants to. So, yeah, he's definitely probably the Cuts
1: in the league right now. And, Scotty, my last question for you, Scotty. Please tell me you want to see this in All-Star Week. I've already mentioned this to you, but just tell me. Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, horse Context, three-point shooting only. Who wins? Three-point shooting. Well,
2: with Ben Simmons.
1: Okay, Scott. Ben Simmons, Scotty, what Markel, did you
2: best- wouldn't you want to see that? Yeah, I'd like to see that. That would be funny. I mean, I... I would rather
1: see something better but I would love to, I'd, I'd be insane same by that you know Twitter would like be Scotty Scotty they'd be um, getting clowned Scotty they would be getting clowned No, but I want to see what I want to see King
2: of the Court okay King Scottie. of the Court two dribbles like they it's a, it's a drill they do at like the USA camps and stuff it's basically one-on-one you pick a spot on the court and you only get two two dribbles to use and you gotta score and you know sometimes they do it like if you get on defense they count the score on defense so like if you
1: Now, Scotty, this is going to be my one bonus question for you. It is February, Black History Month. Give me a Black History Athlete of the Week. Eric Reed, safety. Eric Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always speaks enough. He always speaks enough for the color. Okay, so we got Eric Reed. Now we actually switch to the Carolina Panthers. Eric Reed, Scotty's Black History Athlete of the Week. Everybody's Black History Month. That's my one of my favorite months. I'm pretty sure it's Scotty still, right, Scotty? my Black History Month. Scotty, thanks for coming on the show. coming up next after the break on barbershop sports talk i'm gonna tell you why john elway and the denver broncos made a huge mistake coming up next after the break on barbershop sports talk Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and once again, I want to thank my brother, Scotty, Scotty from the City Johnson for coming on the show, always appreciate that. Now, um, remember coming up, we're still going to have Amy, Connell, and Randon on towards the end, I don't know how that's going to be, that might be, you know what show, I hope, I I was talking to Randon, and Randon's like, Daryl, he's like, can we swear on this? And I was like, well, try to keep this PG for fun, you know, my mom listens to it, I mean, this is on the radio, you know, on even on Apple iTunes, it says, uh no inappropriate language, so, you know, Randon, if you can help me out here, let's not drop any F-words or do any innuendos or anything like that, Randon. Appreciate that, buddy. Connell and Amy should be okay. I don't think they might go off the deep end, but then if Amy starts talking crazy, then Connell's probably gonna start talking crazy. So I don't know what's gonna happen. Hopefully everybody keeps it appropriate and PG for fun. But here's where I wanna go. Uh, This is a new segment. Uh, The Dumbest Things that i heard and i saw over the course of the week right the dumbest things that went down and this made me think of a friend a very great friend of mine and i'm going to play this for you as we start
3: put the whiskey down the beer get off of twitter
1: and i decided to start this because when people start talking crazy it's usually because they're a bit inebriated they had the beer they had a little bit of whiskey and they were on twitter too much and you know there's a lot of BS on Twitter and social media. Here's the first thing. And I have to... I'm not going to drop your names, but somebody told me uh, that he could beat Ronda Rousey in a fight. Yes. Yes, I, I, I said he could beat Ronda Rousey. He said he could beat Ronda Rousey in a fight. Now, I'm not talking about your average girl, Ronda Rousey. I'm talking about the MMA fighter, Ronda Rousey. The one that would probably kick his butt. And then it got even more crazier. Another individual told me that LeBron James could beat Conor McGregor in a fight. And I almost lost my mind <laughs> when he said that because Conor McGregor is a trained UFC fighter. And then I said, I asked this individual, what makes you think that LeBron could beat Conor McGregor in a fight? What makes you think that LeBron can fight? Because just, it doesn't matter how big you are because he said LeBron is bigger, has a bigger wingspan, might be more athletic. What makes you, just, just because you're big, it doesn't mean you can throw the hands. It do not mean you, you can fight. And then you know what he said? He says, isn't LeBron from uh, a bad neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know, because from the inner city of Akron, he must be able to fight. Now, you know what? Let me tell you this. If anybody has ever watched Everybody Hates Chris, Chris Rock, right? He grew up in the hood, right? Betstai, die Brooklyn. If you watched it, Chris Rob got his butt whooped every day. You know, it, it, one of the famous parts of the show was he would always walk to school and the the local guys would always let say, Chris, let me hold a dollar. And Chris would give him a dollar because Chris would get robbed every day. So just because you grew up in the hood, it, it don't mean you can you fight. in fact of matter the fact that you can go up in the hood and be quite soft. So, you know, one, one, doesn't equal, huh, 1 plus 1 doesn't equal 2 on that scenario. That, that doesn't make any much sense. But, I, you know, I got a little bit of a laugh at, uh, out of that. I, I got a little bit of a laugh out of that. And then another individual said, actually, this was the same individual that could be Ronda Rousey. He said then, because she said she's a woman and she's small, and, then you know, you can make the argument, I think that's an idiotic and moronic argument, but then he said, and I quote, me and Floyd Mayweather in a fist fight, I would win. Now, for any male out there that thinks they can beat Floyd Mayweather in a fist fight, I will tell you, you are on something. You are on one. You do not know what the hell you are talking about. In the words of my father, Man, Daryl, don't bring that stupid you-know-what conversation to me. Don't don't do that. You're talking stupid right now. That is stupid. Floyd Mayweather would beat 95% of the humans on this earth in a fight. In a a street fight. And as quick as Floyd Mayweather is, what makes you think you could touch him? How many people have the reaction speed and the hand-eye coordination of Floyd Mayweather? How many people have that? Like, realistically, how many people have the reaction speed or the hand-eye coordination to fight Floyd Mayweather? Not many. So that's what we have so far for, you know, the, the dumbest things that happened. You know, I, I thought that was a little bit of a laugh that, you know, that, that got me, me going a little bit. I thought that was kind of funny. Um,. Uh, But now I want to talk about this. Denver Broncos signed a trade for Joe Flacco, excuse me. And it got me thinking, right? See, John Elway, you know, and it's always crazy. Like, why are the best athletes some of the worst GMs, some of the worst evaluators of talent? And, and you know, the, the old saying is if you, the better you were at a sport, the less you ever had to think about it in a cerebral manner because you had such physical gifts. Like, you had to think about stuff at a different level. For example, you know, the guy that was the sixth man on the team, he had to think, you know, how do I stay warm? How do I do this when the the starter on the team always is, you know, I'm starting always going to get a rhythm. They're always going to feed me the shot. So he doesn't have to worry about that stuff. You get catered to more. It's easier. So there's less stuff you have to think about. You know, there's kind of more pressure, you know, being a bench player. You know, if I play a bad game, I got to get cut. You know how to talk to players in a different way. You know, kind of get in their heads a little bit more than you're like, I can't show them how to do this. I was just good at this. I didn't really work at it. I could just do it. I mean, Steph Curry, I mean, Steph Curry, I don't know how well Steph Curry can teach people how to shoot, but Steph Curry can't teach anybody to shoot as well as him. Steph Curry's touch is God-given. LeBron James' passing ability is God-given. Kobe's shot-making ability, that stuff is God-given. Now, you can practice and refine it, but for the most part, it's God-given. So here's some guys that have been bad GMs. Michael Jordan, drafted Kwame Brown, number one overall. In the 2001 NBA draft, I believe, seven-footer that dominated in high school, even though he played against a bunch of six-two kids, six-two kids from uh, <laughs> from like Missouri or whatever, and he was awful. Derek Jeter traded Giancarlo Stannon for the Miami Marlins to the New York Yankees. Awful trade. John Elway. Quarterback miss after quarterback miss. Brady Quinn, Tim Tebow, Trevor Simeon. LeBron James. Getting J.R. Smith signed to that huge contract in Cleveland. Getting Tristan Thompson signed to that huge contract in Cleveland. Now I want to look at this with John Elway. Let's look at John Elway's quarterback failures. Let's look at the quarterbacks that John Elway has had on his roster since his tenure in Denver, which started about in 2010. Let me give you the names. Kyle Orton, Kyle Orton, excuse me. Brady Quinn, Tim Tebow, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, Brock Osweiler, Peyton Manning, and now Joe Flacco. Now, this might be one of the worst quarterback runs in NFL history. The only quarterbacks here that had any relative success were Trevor Simeon for four games, then he got exposed, Tim Tebow for about half a year, but we knew that wouldn't ever last because he was completing 50% of his passes, and... Peyton Manning for about two and a half years then Peyton Manning fell off a cliff and Denver still won the Super Bowl because they had the no fly zone defense a secondary with uh, Aqib Tlaib and uh, Chris Harris Jr. and had a great defense with Von Miller rushing the edge and Peyton Manning just was a game manager. But besides that Denver has had awful quarterback play. Awful quarterback play. So besides Peyton for two years what has Denver ever had? And now they get Joe Flacco and it was interesting, right? Uh, Nick Wright made an interesting statement, right? Uh, Who has a show on FS1, uh, speak for your, uh First things first in the morning, I'll speak for yourself. First things first. And what he said was, people keep thinking, just because you have Super Bowl experience, that means you're a guy that can win a Super Bowl again or that you can do things. And he was right. Trent Dilfer had Super Bowl experience. The Ravens never won another Super Bowl. Uh Just because you have Super Bowl experience, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, you can have experience, but... Joe Flacco does have good experience, but he also has a lot of bad experiences. Joe Flacco is the poor man's Eli Manning. Eli has two championships, Joe Flacco has one. Eli has two very good runs to the Super Bowl. Joe Flacco only has one. Eli has two Super Bowl MVPs, Joe Flacco has one. You know, both had great defenses. Both had very good head coaches. Both played for historic franchises. Both quarterbacks have fallen off a cliff. I will say this, Joe Flacco still has a very big arm. And Joe Flacco's solid, I think. But there's a reason why Joe Flacco got benched this year for Lamar Jackson. A quarterback who we last we saw in the AFC wildcard game, Los Angeles Chargers against the Baltimore Ravens, could not throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. And looked like he was struggling at points in time in the game to read defenses. John Harbaugh, head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, said, I have a better chance of winning with that guy than you, Joe Flacco, the Super Bowl MVP. That's bad. That's not good. That's not a vote of confidence. That's something to get encouraged about. In fact, it's something to get decouraged about. Joe Flacco's getting older. I believe he's, he's 33, 32. And he's going the other way. He's not Drew Brees. He's not Tom Brady. Not Ben Roethlisberger. He's not Phillip Rivers. He's deteriorating. He's deteriorating. So I don't don't think this is a great move, especially the way the NFL is moving. Uh, With with, uh, guys like Lamar Jackson, uh, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, younger, more athletic guys can extend plays in the pocket at Deshaun Watson. Quarterbacks like that, you don't really want somebody just... That's just a statue in the pocket, not a they like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, somebody that can stand in the pocket and just dissect you. Joe Flacco could never do that. Could never do that. And then this again gets into, it's going to be a bland offense. With Joe Flacco at the helm, this will be a bland offense. It's going to be probably a lot of power running game. Maybe a couple down the field passes. Not a lot of creativity. Not a lot of creativity. Not a lot of up tempo going on. Not a lot of no huddle. Just milking the clock. Just trying to grind the ball down. That's what it's going to be. It's basically they're going to try to have a better version of Case Keenum and hopes it works out. That's what they're going to do. Now, I don't think that I think Denver has to have a change from that. I think they've been doing that for the last four or five years since Peyton Manning had the historic 50-touchdown season and it hasn't worked for Denver. But hell, hey, that's what John Elway wants to try. That's what John Elway wants to try. And that's all for John Elway. Now, coming up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, I'm going to tell you something I heard that is asinine. Coming up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. And we have three very special guests with us. And I will try to keep this as serious and as professional as I can. It will be hard. So, first, we have Kamala Kravick from Buffalo, New York, 716. We have Amy Morris. She does track. And we have Randon Ryback. Not to be confused with Brandon. Don't call him Brandon. Else he will kick your you-know-what. Randon is one of the dieselest dudes I know. Super jacked. And random plays tennis, a fun fact about Random. So we have a lot of it So we have a lot of interesting people here. Now here's the first thing I want to say how was all of your days today? How are you? how are you feeling? I'm doing good, Daryl. Thank
3: you.
1: You Connell? I'm doing great, Daryl. Amy? It's been a good day. Okay, now today is also uh Valentine's Day. Connell, if you guys haven't found out, does not have a Valentine. Amy, what advice would you give to Connell?
0: Really, you know <laughs> just, you know, reach out, you know. I,
1: I don't know. <laughs> Randon, what advice should you give? It's like the lottery,
3: man. The more you play, <laughs> the more you play. The better your odds. That's,
1: the you more play. you play. Now, Randon, you gave one. <laughs> a famous quote by Randon is, uh, high mileage, low value. And, uh, you know, that can mean a lot of things. We can be talking about cars, trucks. Uh, a, a lot of things in life, right? Uh, try to keep this appropriate. <laughs> but, 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 calm, so, so, so tell us, how, how was your Valentine's Day overall, though? Give us a grade. You know what's
0: great? I, uh, I didn't hang out with two girls could I could have hang out
1: with. So that's how that went. Now, if you were to play Love Doctor for all the, the single fellas out here what would you say what advice would you give them about the ladies play the lottery Play the lottery like randon said yeah play amy does playing the lottery work i
0: mean to a degree yeah to a degree <laughs> like
1: yeah just logistically what happens if you're just bad at playing the lottery some people are very unlucky
0: Unfortunately.
1: Oh, well actually we just saw somebody that looked like he was bad at playing the lottery we can't mention any names because we do not expose people on this show and we don't name drop but everybody knows who we are talking about Okay. So I guess we'll start with Randon, right? Randon? Yeah, yeah. Randon, it's funny. Randon plays, I was going to ask Randon some tennis questions. Randon plays tennis but doesn't watch tennis. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of an it <laughs> right? But Randon does have some uh, interesting speculations about LeBron. Uh, I will not say that because that would hurt my journalistic integrity. But Randon, ooh, what ideas do you have about LeBron? What theories? Theories. I
3: might well, um, Daryl. so one popular theory that you may or not be aware of is that LeBron is on steroids. Now, the reason I say this, if you look at him from you know, starting point to end point, not only has a dude gotten like, put on size throughout his NBA career, but he's also been free of injury. And a guy who's the age of 33, that's how old, 33, 32, how old is he? He's 33. He's 33. That's pretty
1: exceptional compared to most NBA players. Okay. <laughs> now, let's start, go with Amy. Now, Amy, you do track. What's your favorite part about playing track, about running track? It's playing track. Running track. Playing track, yeah. <laughs> playing track. Um, I'm in the
0: team, kind of honestly, because you have to, like, go through the workouts and go through different meets and stuff. The team makes it more like community, like a
1: little family. Now, thing. are you fast? I mean,
0: like, relatively, yeah. Relatively?
1: Okay, are you the fastest person in this room? In
0: this room? Yes. I mean,
1: probably. Probably? <laughs> no oh, that's kind of disrespectful. <laughs> what would you say your 40 is? 40? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I'm not, okay, I'm like a long sprinter. Oh, long. So. so I don't, also, 40 is an event, so.
1: So, you have the best mile time out of everybody in here.
0: I'm not a distance runner. So, short. Sure, okay, long sprint is like 400, like 200, 400, 500 kind of distance versus like distance is, I mean, like
1: mile and up. Please elaborate a little bit more.
0: Okay. Okay. So, you have, like generally the events for sprints are like 100, 200, 400, and then for a distance, it's like. 800-mile, like 5K, 10K kind of events. So then you have long sprints, which are like the 400, which is like one lap on an outdoor track. And that's like what
1: I do. Now, Connell, apparently you know a lot about golf. Been to the country a couple, a couple times, I hear. You know, you know you're know, you an avid golfer. What would be your best advice out there for people trying to learn how to play golf?
3: i say definitely don't quit. I mean, <laughs> it's a great sport, so you know, you get a you get a bogey, a double bogey
0: on the hole, you just gotta keep moving.
1: Now you made an interesting comment that I thought was asinine, but I'll bring this up. You you think LeBron could be Conor McGregor in a fist fight?
0: Oh yeah, definitely think LeBron could be.
1: Explain your theory on that.
0: Well the reason I think
3: that is because, you know, he's got size on him, right? He's got about a foot on him, he's got a lot of weight on him, and LeBron's got a seven foot wingspan there, so he could just he could punch McGregor before McGregor even gets close to him. I mean that is true, but at the same time, like, you think the dude knows how to fight? Thank you, thank you. This no, is what no, I was no, trying to say. No. Rand, are you I, with me? I'm, no, no. I'm just saying from like my pre- my like you know my life experience. Like I've seen dudes. A There's lot a lot, lot of soft dudes that can't throw. Get hands. knocked out by dudes a lot smaller. I'm not gonna. I think he's he a tough guy. He plays basketball. He's a tough
0: guy. Yeah,
3: yeah I mean, just because you play basketball doesn't mean it. I've seen videos of
0: him doing MMA and stuff in the gym. As a
3: coach. Have we seen him throwing a football? Yeah, it's it's not it's not pretty. No, no, no not not pretty at all. Mean anything. So what do are think the do knows how to punch. Like for me? can't I mean, granted, granted yeah, like, okay. Yeah. I mean, the dude is from Akron, correct? Correct. Me if I'm wrong here. Yes, he is from Akron. I mean, I'm not from here. I, was, I, was I don't, don't know. know what's oh no, back you're back from Buffalo. Yeah. I don't know his full backstory, Darrell, but um, it would actually it would be interesting because LeBron that's a lot more like force coming at you as far as like if he landed a punch, God forbid, like you never know, but. No. I think Connor would, you know, play it safe until the opportunity. The well, thing is if Conor, I'll admit it, you know, Conor close Joe he can grapple with No. Now, is it possible? Can we pull the stats right. to these two guys, Daryl? Can we, like, see it? Compare,
1: like, weight and, like, height? LeBron, McGregor's, like, 150, uh, LeBron's, like, 250. Well, like, 100, got 100
3: pounds. pounds on it's, it. It's really, are we talking... Random, but there's
1: a lot of big dudes that you see that you're, like... just street fights? Street fight. Wow. Okay. Random, you've seen a lot of soft 10 pound dudes, you'd be like, yeah, I'd give him a. Randy, read this.
2: I've it's changed my mind.
3: I can't.
1: Cora is from random people who we don't know.
3: No. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not I'm not, not to, for the media I'm not about to take influences here. This is just what if yeah, that's that, true. Like, like Thank you, Amy. So it just takes one punch. Say it again, Amy. He wouldn't
0: know he wouldn't know how to fight. I mean like
1: well, Random yeah. thinks he knows how to fight because he's from a bad neighborhood. That's what she told me. I'm saying, you might pick up on a thing or two. But just because you know? you're from a bad neighborhood, that doesn't mean you have know how to fight. Being from yeah, a bad sure. neighborhood can mean you always do the dude that got robbed and got their butt whooped. You ever see Everybody Hates Chris? No. The show Everybody Hates Chris? No, sorry, Daryl. No. Oh, Chris Rock, it's about Chris Brock's life. No. Yeah, you want to know what happened? He got bullied a lot as a kid from a bad neighborhood in Brooklyn. You know what happened all the time? He always got robbed, always lost a dollar every day. Just because you're from a bad neighborhood, it doesn't mean you, you can fight. That's Could mean idea. you're the one getting your butt locked. I do agree with that. But, <laughs> but yeah, but the, I've been surprised before. I've seen little dudes, you know,
3: kick, you know, some bigger dudes. Uh, I don't know, the proper whatever not not a swear word there. But um, I've seen, like, like, bigger dudes who I thought couldn't fight be able to fight. Yeah, was, I mean, really, I've seen, like, I've, I've been amazed. Like, I'll be honest. I've
1: seen like like small wrestlers, you know this too, there's small wrestlers like 135, they could wrap up a 200 pound dude like No Tomorrow. Oh, easily. Now I'm going to play this song and I want each of your reactions, what it means to you. Let's start with Connell. What's your reaction, you know, Conor? Darryl,
2: that means going to a tailgate and having a really good time with
1: my friends. Oh, Bill's Mafia, baby! No, kind of like, you're not breaking any chairs or tables, are you? Oh, Terrell, I would never do that. You know, that's, you know they're starting to crack down on that, like in the chair. <laughs> <don't know>. how <laughs> now, how do they legislate that?
0: They stop, sell, they stop selling tables. Or...
1: No, but if people bring their own tables, if people bring their own tables.
3: They're not going right. to people not buy table tables. Table,
1: now, do you guys great know we're talking? And uh, you know, Bills fans are notorious for you know mm-hmm. for for tailgating and uh, Never been breaking things and uh, and
3: mustard and ketchup.
1: Yeah, says. And that I mean, liquid confidence they drink.
3: Oh
1: yeah. Hey, liquid courage is a strong and powerful thing. I, I do have to admit. And can get you in trouble. Yeah, you, yeah.
3: And we all know
0: a guy
1: that can have some liquid courage too. Yeah. Everyone. Oh well, I mean, you know, some of us have more liquid courage than others. We're all underage, so we can't be talking about such that is now. true. Uh and we don't actually and I don't repeat this because I always say this, we do not I do not condone underage drinking of any kind. Oh I do, but Oh uh, Randon is joking in all seriousness. Uh I do not condone underage drinking in any way. Oh, do neither I, does Amy or Connell, neither does Randon. Randon's just a jokester. Randon is just a jokester. <laughs> Randon is just a jokester. I started me on. Uh, <laughs> Okay. It works in Mexico. <laughs> red, 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 Now, Amy, what, what, is the, what, what, what is what? does do Now, I'm I'm show, now, show, now, now, Amy, what does the song mean to you?
0: Um, honestly, it just reminded me of Animal House because they played it in the movie. That was <laughs> where my mind went, but <laughs> like, I don't know. A lot of times I just think of like things that remind me of songs. Just I guess like, I don't know. Going off that like. The, party scene but not
1: like party party. It's so like how little Oh Randon, what what does this song remind you of?
3: <laughs> I'll be honest, uh I'm kinda of lost of words. Uh, I'm not a Bills fan, nor do I, you know, I've never been to Bill's tailgate, but you know I've heard some like interesting stuff and stories. Let's just say that Daryl. So uh I parties really to... are nice though. <laughs> oh I bet they are
1: right <laughs> now. <laughs> now cut up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. I'm going to Give my take on why Hall of Fame voters are on some BS. Come next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk back with barbershop sports talk again one thing randon amy and connell for coming and dropping a little bit of knowledge that was interesting uh actually after that we did another podcast was like went like two or three hours long uh we didn't even really finish it a lot of love advice was given on that podcast maybe someday i will release it like the lost files of barbershop sports i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do with that audio uh probably posted somewhere, I don't know, it kind of went a little iffy, a lot of language started being used, uh, every, the, the rules went straight down, so we, we gotta see what we're gonna do with that, a lot of editing might have to be done, uh, I did enjoy having the mom for the bit I did, and now it's gonna be time for our last segment, my favorite segment, it's my name folks, the night train as we are leaving So yesterday, I was scrolling around on Bleach Report, and I, and I saw something that concerned me. Here was the headline. Hall of Fame voters, Rob Gronkowski may not be first ballot and if Patriots tight end retires. You know, the reason that they said in the article was, you know, stats. Gronkowski's stats might not be the best, and it just made me think. How could you make Rob Gronkowski wait? How is Rob Gronkowski not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Rob Gronkowski was one of the best players of his era. He had the best peak of any tight end in NFL history, in my opinion. Even this year, when we saw him deteriorate, he wasn't the same in the passing game. He was the best run-blocking tight end in the NFL, bar none. But nobody talks about that. And nobody cares about that. But if you're the Hall of Fame voters and it's your job to put people in the Hall of Fame, then shouldn't you care about that? Not only was Rob Gronkowski one of the best pass-catching tight ends in his career, he was one of the best run-blocking tight ends. He was one of the best tight ends at doing both things, blocking and catching passes, getting yards after the catch, being an option in the red zone, making the right play, being unselfish and contributing to a winning culture. Rob Gronkowski? Five Five Super Bowl appearances. Three Super Bowl rings. That's pretty impressive. All pro performances. All pro bowl performances. Last five, six years in the NFL, when we say, who's the best tight end in the NFL? There's been one unanimous answer. Rob Gronkowski. People like Travis Kelsey, Jimmy Graham. have played for two, three, four, five, six over the years. But it's always been Rob Gronkowski. Robert McCasley is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Nothing more, nothing less. And even if his stats might not be the greatest, look at the system he's playing. He's playing in New England. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Take what the defense gives you. Don't force the ball. Don't force feed it to one man. That's not the way the New England Patriots play ball. That's why guys like Julian Edelman have had success. That's why Wes Welkers had success. That's why Aaron Hernandez, when he was there, why he had success. You know, just because you're drawing, the one drawing double teams, drawing bracket coverages, teams are rolling their coverages over to you. That doesn't mean you're not making an impact because that lets other players on the field get wide open coverage. One-on-one coverage. You could not catch a pass an entire game but have a huge impact. Because your ability to draw double teams allows your teammates to get in the game, to get in the flow, to catch passes, to catch touchdowns, and people don't think about that enough, that's all I got to say, Robin Minkowski's first battle Hall of Famer, I, I don't know, when I saw that, I almost lost my damn mind, you know, Rob, he's a Patriot, I'm a Bills fan, you know, kind of, you know, adverse a little bit there, but I will say this, Robin Gronkowski. he is from Amherst, specifically went to Williamsville North, so I got love for Gronk, I got love for Gronk, I love the way he plays the game, he's, he's funny, kind of a frat boy, just, he's just a guy's guy, I, I love Gronk, Great episode of Barbershop Sports Talk. Gonna have a really new, great episode for you next week. Um Still working on the guests we're gonna have, but we're gonna I think we're gonna have somebody big. So wait and tune in to the next episode of Barbershop Sports Talk and you're gonna find out who that mystery guest is. And thank you for tuning in to this episode, episode 73 of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane, and I'm signing out.